Boo. You think I'm a good girl? Just wait and see. We're bad girls. This is what we do. I'm the girl that's gonna save your life. Eh, you shot pretty well. For a boy. Can't you handle a woman with a big gun? I put the fun in funeral. I like my men covered in blood. Hail to the queen, baby. I can, and I will. I can, and I will. I'll take a bite out of you. Beware the sirens. Welcome back to season two of Sirens of Horror. Season two. Season two. (laughs) I am always your mistress of evil, Ella Evella, along with... Her sister of sin, Ash Vicious. Oh, we are so excited. It's been too long, my friends. (laughs) I don't know why, but I felt somehow like I felt like a... The weird fortune. It's been too long, my friends. <laughs> Come back for a telling from Mistress Ella. <laughs> also, I just really like my Mistress and Ella and just go, Mistrella. <laughs> Mistrella. Mistrella. It's my new name. <laughs> um, we are super excited. If you've been following up and like checking out all of our videos and all that stuff, super stoked. Um, we figured we had to start off season two with something big, something iconic. Something beep beep ash beep beep. That's right, we are doing it. And um specifically we're doing the mini series and chapter one. Yep. And uh I was a bit tentative to do it to begin with. I mean just to see it to begin with, because I've always been like absolutely terrified of clowns. Yeah, I think like even when we were like in college and stuff, like I, I think I've I brought it up a few times to you and you're just like, I hate clowns. And I was like, cool, on to slasher, serial killer, werewolf ghost thing. Mm-hmm. But I I guess like it's one of those things I just never really hit the idea that like that's just not in your canon. Mm-hmm. Well I think it, it kind of started with my next door neighbors when I was really little had both a Freddy Krueger mask and an it and a Pennywise mask. Okay, that'll... And they would stand out my window and creep me out. Oh god, what kind of fucked up neighbors did you have? They were 13-year-old boys. Oh, wait. I thought you meant, like, grown adult neighbors? No, like, 13-year-old boys and here's little 5-year-old Ash. I was like, oh my god, what what an adult! Ash, what is this period of your life where you were, like, a star in a horror film that I was not aware of? Well, you had an adult man. Ash, if an adult man, and to our listeners, if an adult man with a, like, horror film mask stands outside your window at night, call the police. Yeah, I know they were 13-year-old boys, and, like, they thought I was the most adorable little girl, but they're 13-year-old boys, and they're like... Let's fuck with her. Let's fuck with her. So, yeah, that's what they did. So, that kind of started my fear of clowns. Um, It's valid. But I think what made me want to do this as our season one opener was you, Ella. What what did I... 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 (laughs) Beth? What did Uh, I do? You posted... when uh, You had posted the video of... The reaction video to chapter two. Oh yeah, I was I was with our friends Bear and Allie, and we came up, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do a reaction video to this shit." Hey, good. And you know, me never seeing them, I was just like, maybe I'll watch it. And um, Chris, my fiance, had 
seen both of them. Okay. He'd seen the miniseries back when it was a miniseries. Yep, the, the good old Tim Curry version. And he saw, I think, I was either at your place, Ella, or something, I don't know, but I, he was home alone, so he's like, I'm gonna watch chapter one. Oh, okay. Because he knew I didn't want to watch it, because he was like, oh, you're afraid of clowns, I'll watch it on my own. I was like, I know where you watch it, chapter one, it was right here, on the couch. <laughs> um. Because I was like, I'm not gonna make you watch this and be a no. Here, I shall love you after. <laughs> and, uh. I also didn't realize, though, that it was a miniseries when I watched it, because I literally watched the miniseries right after your reaction video and did a video of me going, all right, here it goes, I'm going to watch it, let's see how this goes. I, I originally thought you were watching the miniseries, <laughs> or the, the movie. The movie, yeah, you no, I was watching the miniseries, because it was on Netflix, or it was on Amazon Prime, so we rented it for, like, three bucks. Valid. And I was like, all right, I'm going to watch... It, the miniseries, and I was just like, oh, this was a miniseries of three episodes, all one hour. This was a three-hour movie at, like, ten o'clock, no, at, like, nine o'clock at night. Oof. Welcome on a that. school night. So, this teacher was tired the next day. <laughs> we'll make sure when we do, because I know at one point I want to do uh, the shinning. Yes, the shinning. The shinning, and I know I want to do the, especially since Doctor Sleep is coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to do the the mini series in the movie again for yeah. The Shining because um, I think it's been brought up on here mm-hmm. how how I have my one random fear <laughs> of topiary animals. Yep, that is completely to do with the fucking Shining. <laughs> um, yeah, so you watched the so I guess do you want to like get into the mini series or get into this or just kind of combine everything because like. I've read the book, I've seen the miniseries, we've seen it one. I'm gonna go with, uh, let's go through, like, you watching the film. Okay. And then let's, honestly, let's, let's make it old-fashioned out of this. Let's, t- let's take our bourbon, take our bitters, take everything, mix it up, and throw it in a glass. I like it. Let's, we're just going for this. So this is gonna be, um, a ride of an episode. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna bounce around a whole bunch. But so you you watched the miniseries and you said you weren't too scared of it, right? No, I was not too scared of the miniseries. Um, there were a few moments where I was just kind of like, Ash's nightmare fuel. Hashtag Ash's nightmare fuel. Um, but I actually really enjoyed it. Um, it's, it's good. It definitely. So I think I saw, uh, the it miniseries at like eleven. Okay. And I remember, uh, still to this day, I'm, like, looking down drains. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a big thing for me, was the drain stuff. Yeah, that, yeah, that was, that was pretty terrifying. Um, but I, I wasn't even, even as a kid, I wasn't super, I guess, like, the clown fear just kind of skipped me. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw creepy clowns, I saw it. I think clowns, for me, were, like, one of those things that's similar to, like, dolls. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. If a doll makes a creepy sound, if a clown comes up to me and, like, giggles mm-hmm. creepily, I'll be unnerved by it. Yeah. But I'll never go out of my way to avoid a clown or a doll. Okay. It's not something that I particularly am, like, mmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's not one of my weird fears. Topiary animals, however. Fuck topiary animals! Read the goddamn book! It's terrifying! It's fucking terrifying! <laughs> I'm aware this is very, very illogical because it has to be topiary animals at a haunted r- resort 
in the middle of well, winter. Well, no. I mean, when, you know, you and I used to have our Disney passes, and we'd go on It's a Small World, because you just have to go on It's a Small World. You would, and I would just look straight ahead. You would either look straight ahead, or if you saw them, you'd just kind of, like, slightly snuggle. Yeah. I don't like, fucking it's okay, like them. It's okay. I don't fucking like them. They're creepy. They're bushes. Make them bush-shaped. <laughs> don't know. Okay, so, with, with that, with that comment, we'll move on to uh, the new one. So I first saw it when it came out in theaters, probably about two or three days after it came out. Okay. Because I was so excited, because, like, I love Bill Skarsgård. I was super pumped for this. And I worked really close to uh, one of the gallerias in our area. Mm -hmm. So I just, like, drove my car over there, parked. I had met with Josh and one of our friends. We went to see it, and they got in their car to drive home, and I actually remember, like, Opening up my trunk and opening up my doors. Because I had to have the knowledge, like, nothing was in my car. Mm-hmm. You had to, you had to have that. You had to do the check. I had yeah. to. I was so... And that's what I love so much about Chapter 1. And, like, there's a lot that I have issues with. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot. We'll get into that later. <laughs> but it is a genuinely terrifying horror film. Yeah. And I think it, it gives you really that sense that, like, I know you absolutely hate and mm-hmm. I kind of terrifyingly love, where it makes you scared of home, it makes you scared of your garage, it makes you scared of, like, it's... It's it's funny, like, I, I that is de- that is definitely a genuine feeling that I do not like, but also being a horror fan, I do kind of like it. That's what I'm saying, I like... You like it in that, like, I kind of like it for me. I know a film's scary when I'll go and turn on the light in the hallway before I turn off my living room light. I'll turn on my bedroom light before I turn off the hallway. Mm-hmm. Because most nights, I'll just go through the house, turn off whatever light. If I'm in darkness, whatever, it's fine. I, I lived here for over a year. I know how to walk around this house in the dark. Mm-hmm. But a horror film... If I've, if I've truly been scared by a film, you go through that weird process of, you you push every window a little bit. Mm-hmm. Even if the window's closed, you push. You jiggle all the handles. You make sure there's at least one light on mm-hmm. when going from room to room. Like, that's when I know a movie was good. Yeah. Is when... Same. You, you need that little bit of... Of, like, the adult safety blanket. Mm-hmm. And that, this film gave that to me so hard. <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna agree with you on that one. The, the remake definitely did it. Yeah. Did that for me. Um, whereas the 1990 version, it was enjoyable, but it didn't leave me with that, like, feeling of unease. And I think part of that is because, like, the 1990 version is the full story. Mm-hmm. So you get to see, like, them as children and them as adults. Yeah, so and maybe, it does that flip-flop. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually, I like how they're doing this one. I agree. I agree with that. I think, I'm, I'm excited to see this, you know, the second one with them being adults. Yeah, so, um, I actually did a whole bunch of research onto, like, the 1990s version. And I kind of went back and did a lot of, like, my book stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of like rescanning it. So I think that's going to be our, like, your, your 90s, I'm book, and we're just going to beat the crap out of the modern. Right. Um, but, like, it, it's really cool in the books, because it does go back and forth. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then you get these, like, interludes with Mike telling stories of, like, old dairy. Yeah. Um, like, all that stuff. And I think it worked well in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like it worked as well. And I think one of my issues is I think the 1990s kids weren't as strong as, like, the adult cast in the 1990s film is so powerhousey. Yeah. But I feel like for the kids... They were just kind of, eh. Well, Bev was good. I liked uh, I liked Bev, yeah. Richie was good. Richie but... was played by Seth Green, and that made me so happy to see baby Seth Green. I didn't realize it was Seth Green. Same. Neither did I. And then, like, when I saw the credits... Or no, like... When, so when I saw the, like, opening credits, it showed Seth Green. And I was like, oh, cool, Seth Green is in this movie. And then, of course, Chris was like, yeah, he plays Richie. I'm like, okay. That's nice. That's nice. I have no idea who Richie is. And then, so I was like, okay, well, like, we're watching the movie, and I asked him, like, which one's Rich? like, which one is Seth Green? He's like, the redhead. And I looked, I'm like, oh, my God, it's baby Seth Green. And Richie is probably my favorite character. Oh, Because I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of the Richie. You are kind of the Richie of our group. Um, <laughs> I'm probably the Bev. Yeah. The Bev or the Bill, the horror writer. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so I'm probably the Bill of the group. <laughs> uh, also, I'm the one that gets us all into trouble. Mm-hmm. Been doing it since college, and I'll do it too the day we die. Yep. <laughs> Ash isn't so much my ride or die girl. It's, oh, God, we're going to go die if she I don't get in ride. Yep. That's more of it. It's like, all right, whose body am I going to have to clean up this time? how we roll here. <laughs> um, so I I had seen the the It miniseries and a while ago we watched the Shining miniseries and I think at one point we were going to watch uh, there was a Rose Red miniseries. Hmm. Which had a lot of miniseries about Stephen King books. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm here and now I'm th- I think season two is going to be season of the King. Mm-hmm. It's like season of the witch the Halloween one but... Yep. Season of the King. I like it. Good. (laughs) Um, But I watched it maybe at one point in college again. Okay. But I'm guessing if I watched it, like, because it was college, I'm guessing I was high. (laughs) I don't think I'd, like, I honestly don't think I'd want to watch either of these movies high. I think that would just make it even worse for me. Um, I, like, I, I enjoyed the 1990s version. There were a few, like I said, there were a few parts that scared me. But if I saw those parts high, I think I would be absolutely fucking terrified. For example, the melty clown face. Yeah, I, I mean, it's me. I get, I'm so, like, desensitized to, like, some stuff. But I'm saying, I think that was, I may have watched it. I, I have one of those vague... Vague memories, yeah. Like, late night, there was a party, and I think somebody put on it. But I hadn't, I hadn't seen this since we're about a amount of years. Yeah. I am not giving away any numbers. <laughs> um, but when we put it on, because I was like, oh, so I think for our first episode, we're going to do it. And Josh is like, oh, we should watch the miniseries again. Because I was talking about it. I was like, and this happens. And this, does this happen in the book? Or does this happen in the miniseries? Is Mm-hmm. And he's like, let's just rewatch them. Yeah. And I was like, cool, yeah, I'll just take the book with me and I'll skim the book over the next week. And we're watching it and doing something and Richie comes out and I like 
poor man. I like smacked him on the chest. I was like, Oz! <laughs> like I was so yep. startled by that. It was just like, oh my god! <gasps> yeah, that was that was, Oz. Just, that was my yep. big like shocker of that was like completely forgetting <laughs> that Oz is in this. Um, and it's got it's got a great cast. The, the new one has a great cast. And, like, I just feel, like, honestly, I think I found the storyline the most interesting with both of them. Okay, well, yeah, the story, I mean, King's stories are just a magnifique. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious because, like, I've had time to uh, take in the book, take in everything, so I'm kind of interested in your perspective because it's so new. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious, like, what about the storyline drew you into it? Well, I honestly, I think what drew me into it the most was just, was I'd probably have to say the acting. Because, like, mm-hmm. while I didn't like the way he looked, the actor that played old Bill. Yeah. Uh, like, he's in, uh, I don't know, like, Bald Mountain. It's, a, it's about a family that lives on a mountain. He plays a writer. I had a crush on him when I was a kid. My mom watched the show. But yeah, like, while I didn't like the way he looked, I thought he was a great actor. I thought the little kid that played Georgie was a great actor. Like, I just mm-hmm. thought the whole movie overall was really good. And, like, I was able, like, just kind of drew me into the story. The The miniseries is, is definitely more... It's closer to the books. Okay. So, um... The miniseries, there are some stuff that, like, diverts. The, the chapter one... Mm-hmm. diverts so much. Okay. Like, aggressively. We'll, we'll, I'll get into more of that and, like, my kind of issues with mm-hmm. that. But it, it hits a lot of the same points of, with, like, how Bev is treated. Mm-hmm. Where she's, she's, she's a loser, but she's not, like, tortured. Yeah. I also feel like, you you see that like when you know the old you see older Bev in the miniseries, mm-hmm. she basically married her dad. Oh yeah, and that was a, that was an interesting like difference. So both in the miniseries and in the book, um, it's alluded uh-huh. that her dad might have these perverted feelings for her, but I felt like that was so heavy handed in chapter one. Oh God, yeah. And, like, in, in the book, her to, mom's actually alive. To the point where you're just, you're, I mean, not you're not creeped out because of the movie, you're creeped out because of the dad. You're thinking like, he wants to rape his daughter. Yeah, you get that, like, ugh, this is, this is, like, this is, this is creepy, the fact that he wants to rape his daughter. Like, oh no. Uh, so, yeah, I'm pulling it, I'm gonna dive in for a second about Bev, because I, I love the character of her. Yeah, me so, too. So, so much. She was probably, like, my favorite character, like, first reading the book and everything, because I was, like, the girl that hung out with the group of guys growing up. Mm-hmm. I was the tomboy. Um, so in the book, Dev's mom actually lives for a bit of the book. Okay. Um, it's kind of interesting because you'll actually see this a few times. Kind of characters that are inspiring to the kids uh, get cancer and die. Okay. So that, that still kind of goes to the whole idea of, like, Pennywise's influence kind of sucks good out of people and yeah. does that. But, like, well, I mean, 
didn't wasn't there also like they were talking about like the, the whole town of the whole town of Derry just kind of like the beginning it's it's it the, just died off because they all died of things. cancer or things like something happened yeah this plague this thing uh but so in the book uh it it's very much said that like it's a her mother's fear it's a very like it's written that like her dad beats her Okay. Like, her dad is abusive and alcoholic and an asshole. Okay. Um, but I think there's a point in the book that, that caught me really strongly was at one point his mom, Bev's mom asked her, has he touched you inappropriately? And she goes, like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what kind of puts that, that fear in Beverly. Mm-hmm. And it's... Um, it goes into there, and, like, you saw it, because you saw the trailer 2 scene, where Bev's in there, and, uh, they're doing all that stuff in the book, because that scene actually does happen in the book. Bev goes back and pretty much, like, meets the version of it, or a Pennywise. But in the book, he's, like, uh, he actually turns into her father. Mm-hmm. And adult Bev's biggest fear is her father saying... I treated you that way because I wanted to fuck you. Yeah. So, the idea is, like, in the book, and I think in the miniseries, the fear is there, but okay. it's it's that, back, it's that, that like, you know when you're you're with somebody that you eventually find out is kind of an asshole? Uh-huh. But you always get that little bit of a, like, baby hairs in the back of your neck stand up? Yeah. It's more of that fear and less... So fucking massively overt. Like, I feel like that really got out of hand in chapter one. Not not in a good way, too. Mm-hmm. Like, that was my big kind of issue I had walking out of chapter one, is in the books and the movies, Bev's the fighter. Mm-hmm. Bev's the one that can use the slingshot. She's this really tough girl. Like, you know, you look at her and you look at her relationships and everything. And in chapter one, it feels a little, like, creepy, pedophile even watching the film at certain points. Mm-hmm. Because they, oh, like, I get the ideas her father over-sexualizes her, but the film itself, I kind of feel like, over-sexualizes her. Yeah. In a weird, uncomfortable way. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I kind of have to agree with you on that one. And I, I'm curious to see what they do in, like, chapter two. Mm-hmm. But, like, in chapter in, in chapter one, Bev never cuts her hair. Bev is, she's teased by other girls, but it's not like that. Her father's not overtly, like, trying to fuck with her. Mm-hmm. The kind of, in my issue, is... This was my main issue in chapter one, is any character that was not a white, straight Christian Mm -hmm. was, like, minimized so hard. (laughs) Which is kind of crazy, because you're like, oh, this miniseries came out in 1990. How does the black guy and the girl somehow in 2019 become side characters? Yeah. I just, I feel like... With the times of the 1990s, you would think that they'd be side characters back then. But yeah. now with, you know, 
you know, you know, the late 2000s where minorities are a much bigger part, you know, I, I feel like they were just kind of like, eh, off to, you know, like thrown off to the side. Like, they're not important. Yeah. And they, they removed some really heavy plot stuff, because, like, you know this because you watch the miniseries. Mike's the one that does all the research. Mike's yeah. the one that stays. Yeah. He is the one that, when, like, he finds out this little girl is missing, and he see I think he sees, what, it, he sees the puffball. Yeah, he sees the because he, he goes he goes to the house and he's like, okay, well, because there's this, you know the girl's missing. He goes up to the, he's investigating the crime scene because he's a detective. Well, and, he's, he's the librarian who thinks he's a detective, right? <laughs> but you know he goes to investigate and he finds the little red puffball. Mm-hmm. Or I think in this movie they were orange, but you know he it finds, was a puffball. Yeah, he finds the puffball from Pennywise's costume. Yeah, and that's when he realizes he's back. So then he sends a letter to Bev, he sends a letter to, you know, he sends a letter to all of the yeah. the kids, and it's like, it's back. Yeah. And he's, Mike's the one in the, that does all of, like, in the book. Um, they kind of hit on it a little bit, actually kind of more in chapter one. Mm-hmm. But, so in the book, you get, like, it's cut into three parts, because it's, like, them learning about it, and them kind of getting the letters. Uh-huh. Them coming to Derry, and then, like, both the first and the final battle with Pennywise. Yeah. But between those are these, like, mini-stories about things that have happened in Derry. Like, the sawmill, the mm-hmm. fire, all that stuff. And because Mike Solent stays behind, Mike's kind of the narrator of the story. Mm-hmm. And so, one of my favorite things about the book is you just got, would get these little, like, two-chapter things that were just about this, this incident in Derry. Hmm. So, it would be, like, two chapters about the sawmill fire. Interesting. And it would be kind of in that reporting way, where it would be, like, people saw what they thought was somebody with a white face. Okay. People saw, thought they saw this, this kind of looking creature, or this looking thing, or... A lot of times there's, like, a character referred to as, like, Robert or Bob Gray. Mm-hmm. And that tends to be, like, Pennywise's kind of incognito name. hmm But so you get all these really cool little stories. And, like, I don't know if it was just reading the book for you. It's of, like, it definitely gets more into, like, the psychosis. Mm-hmm. But I would, I think you would especially, because, like, how you like to kind of delve into things, mm-hmm. is just finding, like, online... The parts of it that are about the history of dairy. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah, because you get like yeah. this fire, like this one in eighteen hundreds, mm-hmm. and this one, and this one, and this one. Yeah, and then you got. I mean, I think they they delve more into it into the two thousand nineteen version. Who Pennywise actually is? I feel like they're they're getting more into it with chapter two. I don't feel like they got. Well, no, because they get you get that little narrative. He's the dancing clown. The like one of the fires was this, like, circus or whatever that went down yeah, in a fire, um, and you, you, that's when you kind of get the, f- I, like, the backstory idea of who Pennywise the Dancing Clown was. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they have, I really did like that scene they did in Chapter 1, where it's Ben going through the big book, mm-hmm. and of course, like I said, Murr, really annoyed that they took away all of Mike's 
history knowledge of Dreria. Yeah. Like, Mike really isn't a character, and even in chapter one, he literally, you have the scene with him where his family's shooting the cows. Yeah. He gets chased. He joins the group. And then that's He has it. the gun at the end. Like, he, his, really... like, great-grandfather was the owner of the bar or something that burned down, too. Yeah. Because they, they have his parents Because it was, like, a race issue. It was a race issue. That's yeah. the reason why the, bur- the bar, bar burned, burned down. down. And I think that's supposed to be also where his parents... Oh, no, his parents mm-hmm. die in their house. Also, in the book and in that, in the miniseries, his parents... His dad's alive. <laughs> Don't know why we had to kill off Mike's parents. <laughs> but as much as they... All that stuff with Mike... Ben's scene in it with that giant like history of dairy book mm-hmm. and flipping through those photos and then you he keeps spotting Pennywise's face. Mm-hmm. I thought that was one of the creepiest scenes in the movie. Oh yeah. It's something about like it's just there, it's it's constantly there. He's it's, always been there. That's, I think, that's the part, like, a lot of people, when they're scared of Pennywise, like, and I'll admit, I'm scared of Pennywise. Mm-hmm. Pennywise creeps me out. The dancing clown idea doesn't freak me out. A lot of his forms don't creep me out. But the idea of something, like, living in a place, pulling back, and then showing up again... For hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. Like, really creepy. Like, that's one of the reasons why I'm like, I can't move to Maine. It's beautiful, and it's cheap, and for, like, the price of this apartment, Ash, mm-hmm. just this one. We could both have, like, a three-story with a basement, like, Victorian. <laughs> where we can have mint juleps on a veranda. <laughs> but... Every 36 years, some weird creepy-ass monster might come out of the woods and try to kill us all. Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> Damn you, Stephen King, and ruining the entire state of Maine. <laughs> but that's that's the part of it that terrifies me. Yeah. So, you know, speaking of um, terrifying things... Go on on this podcast. <laughs> um... I had a little bit of a deja vu moment when watching this film. Okay, shoot. Um, so when we watched chapter one, um, I came over, we sat here and watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I were, we'd, we bought our tickets for Isle of Scary Movies, but we hadn't gone yet. Yeah. And um, we went, and it was amazing and beautiful oh. and fantastic, and we loved it so much. I think there's like three weeks left when this podcast comes out. It's in downtown L.A., Honestly, it's one of the greatest experiences I've like I really like if they're still going when I get like I wanna go again one more time. Me too. It's so amazing. I just wanna keep going. <laughs> I want to live there. <laughs> um I would so, live in the Beetlejuice hole and this will be my home now. <laughs> um So I had seen people posting about this on Instagram. All my friends were posting that we uh we went to I Love Scary Movies. Um we took these pictures and blah, blah, and there's this one room in there that is a replica of the clown room in the house in yeah, chapter the, one. Yeah, the found. Yeah, the found room, which was Richie's fear. Yep. Um, so I had a dream, having not gone to I Love Scary Movies yet. I think you told me about this yeah. when I was giggling. 
So I had a dream. Which I realize is terrible for a best friend to say. <laughs> I had this terrifying dream. I know. I laughed. <laughs> well, you would laugh at my terrifying dreams. I love you. Um, I had gone with Chris. Okay. And we were in the found room, and then instead of so, like you can step into the coffin and you can take a picture of you in the coffin. Yeah. Um. But, so we went into the coffin, we took the picture, and then suddenly, like, these stairs just kind of appeared. So we went, we, no, it was a ladder. So we climbed down the ladder. Why would you do that? Because we thought it was part, you know, like, part okay. of the thing. So, like, oh, okay, now you climb down the ladder to go into the next room. Okay. So we did the thing. We climbed down the ladder to go into the next room. And we were literally in the, what, what would you call it, like, the basement or, like, the sewer? Which part? When they're, when they encounter it in for chapter one, but they're basically at the bottom of the house. Like, they're underground, like that whole thing, where they see the fear tower and... That's in the sewers. Okay, so, basically, we go down this ladder and we're in the sewer. But it was literally that scene. Oh. Like, and I had never, ever seen this movie. I had never gone... You'd only seen the photos. I didn't even see photos of the, the sewer somehow knew you knew it would happen right and this is also before having seen the mini like the mini series like i had no like no visual recollection of the sewers but well if you could do that again but with like lotto numbers (laughs) right right um but yeah so when we watched season uh, we watched chapter one i was sitting here on the couch going oh my god i was there I've been there. I this is was, weird. I thought it was so funny when we got to, like, the fear tower. The guy there was uh, taking photos of me and Ash. And Ash was like, oh, I'm going to act scared. I'm going to, like, do this. And I just had, like, the biggest shit-eating grin on my face. Mm-hmm. And I could, like, not wipe it off my face. It was so just like, ah. I have Although reached- the, there was one, there was one video because so there's before that there's the shining room and you're like, oh, I'm gonna take a video of you looking in the door and then we see the creepy the bear. Oh yeah, the the it's the dog. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a dog. It looks like a bear. Have you seen the Cooper Shining? Yes, I have. Okay. But it just to me it looks like a bear. It's a dog. It's more fucked up in the book. <laughs> it's gonna get worse for you when you watch the mini se- the mini series of Bexar is scary, uh-huh. but it explains the story more. Okay, and the story is fucked up. Mm. The dog is fucked up. Sorry. Okay, I'm so yeah, you see the it. dog, um, and then like him or like something else happened in the little room because you literally look through a people. It just turns its head really. Abruptly. Oh yeah, the turn like the animatronic turns its head really abruptly and like you're like ah. So I was like, okay, payback. In the fear tower, I was like, Ella, stick your hand in the thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Blue hair at me. I was like, nah. <laughs> nah. But I was, I, I loved that place. That was so much fun. There's also, like, I think my big issue in the new one was, like, this sense of, like, belonging, I feel like, didn't hit. Okay. Like, you definitely got the sense in... The mini series, mm-hmm. like this, is a group. They are the losers club. Yeah, they. You can you can feel their friendship, their bond. Their you didn't really get that. I felt like no. in chapter one, and like it's it's such a big part of the book because I think uh, there's one part of the book where like a new kid comes to town, mm-hmm. and I think it might be Stan is like 
at home because his mother thinks he has cholera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they end up playing with this other kid. And they all comment that it just feels weird. Hmm. That feels odd. Yeah. And then Stan comes back and it feels right again. Okay. And the whole idea is, uh, so Stephen King has a series called The Dark Tower. And I, I'm finishing up my required reading to get to. I'm finishing up reading The Stand and Salem's Lot uh, to get to those. But there's an idea in The Dark Tower about a quartet. Mm-hmm. So it's the idea of people that are bound by destiny. And they're they're bound by the great turtle. Huh? Okay, uh, let me finish this part and I'll explain the turtle. I'm getting the most interested look. Uh, so the idea is they're all bound together. The quartet and the dark sour at Sirius means there's a group. So in the book, um... It is described to Bill in a hallucinatory vision. Okay. After they all do acid. Okay. All of the kids. That um, the universe started when the Manturin turtle got a stomachache and threw up the world. And when he, he threw up the world, he also threw up some darkness, and that darkness is Pennywise. Uh- Oh, okay. So the world was created by a giant turtle. And all the Stephen King novels somehow exist by this giant turtle's world, yes. Okay, then. And the turtle talks to Bill. Well, I mean, (laughs) come on. If you're not going to have a crazy acid-induced dream where a turtle throws up the world and the turtle doesn't talk to you, then I don't know what... I don't know what kind of acid dream you're having. Ash, Ash Vicious, the no, the knower of all acid dreams. <laughs> I feel fuck? like I broke Ash. The turtle got a tummy ache. Right, okay. The turtle had a tummy ache. turtle had a tummy ache and threw up the world. Yes, and also a piece of darkness that was Pennywise. <laughs> books are simple. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> uh, but that kind of goes into the idea of like the turtle speaking to Bill and everybody's certain abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike's ability to research and look up stuff. Bev in both the book and the miniseries is like the sharpshooter. Like she can hit anything mm-hmm. with those little silver pieces. Um Stan believes so hard. Like, he believes his sick. He believes if he needs to, that fucking inhaler is battery acid. Mm-hmm. Um, I fucking loved that scene. I was like, you're inhaling. He's like, the inhaler's not gonna work. The inhaler's not gonna work. It's battery acid. Okay. It's battery acid. Um, Bill wants to be the hero so, so hard. Ben is the hero. Mm-hmm. You know, you have this group of people that is so strong in such a specific way that put them together. It's like, uh, they're the Power Rangers. Like, when you put all their things, they become the Megazord. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I went Power Rangers with that analogy. That was my <laughs> great analogy for things coming together. 
and of course, like, it, it gets a little weird because, like, I'm sure you've heard um, that they cut out a very problematic scene from the oh, books. Yeah. Yeah, you told me about this. They, um, what, I can't remember, so it's during the acid thing, right? That they all just decide to do it? Uh, no, it's when they're, like, in the sewers, and they all start getting lost and kind of, like, confused. Okay. But you can go on with So, uh, yeah, they all get lost and confused and somehow get together again. Yep. And they all have sex with Beth. Yep. Um, it... I keep seeing it's like it's a child gangbang, and I'm like, okay, first of all, as a raise, I've never wanted to see it on my phone screen. Um, but it's, it's, she just ends up having sex with everybody as a way to bond them. Bond them. And um, even Stephen King has come out and being like, yeah, it's probably never going to get put in a movie. That, that, that can be, have an issue. And I was like, well, at least you're aware. <laughs> At least you know that this was a terrible idea. Yeah, I mean, like, the book came out in the 80s. He <laughs> was on things at that time. So, <laughs> Stephen King got hit by a car and ended up on a bunch of fucking painkillers. And at another point, he was hopped up on coke. So, who knows what Stephen King was doing at this point in time? I mean, but... he came up with a turtle that throws up the world. So, he did. hey, what, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Can't complain. Don't Don't question it. Um, they also changed, uh, afterwards, after the fight, it, it's Stan that, like, cuts everybody's hand and not Bill. Mm-hmm. And we're being like, give Stan something! Yeah. Stan was just, Stan did nothing in, the, in chapter one. It was so depressing, because Stan, um, he's, like, the Boy Scout, like, it was so weird they decided to make him Super Jew. Um, in the books, they literally, like, he doesn't know what a yarmulke is. He's Jewish. Like, him being Jewish is maybe mentioned, like, three times, and it's mostly mentioned by, like, the villains. Mm-hmm. So, like, what I saw, and they're like, no, we're gonna make him the rabbi's son and this and this. I was just like, what? Although, can I say, that plague monster was fucking terrifying. Oh, yeah, that one was good. <laughs> um, that's all a little weird. Yeah, one of the things I think they actually did really well. I know, I love this film, I swear to God, I do. I'm just, we have to nitpick. We have mm-hmm. to nitpick for characters that should not have been undermanaged. <laughs> uh, was Henry Bowers and Hockstetter. The two mm-hmm. bullies. I thought did such a good job at being the very real terror to these kids. Yeah. Like, I was even terrified of them. Like, like I would not want to run into those two. I, it, like, the, the, scene, the scene where he stabs Ben, I was just like, oh god, like, fuck. I mean, like, in the 90s film, uh, there, of course, it's, there, the scenes with Bowers are very hard because he repeatedly is using the N-word. Mm-hmm. Which I found out the actor apparently, like, hated and would constantly apologize to Mike. Aww. 
Like, he would... And the thing is, like, the kid that's playing Henry is maybe 16. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, good on you, kid, for knowing, like, what the fuck you're doing is not okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very happy they chose not to keep that part in a yeah. 2000s, because I can't imagine being in 2000. But then again, they also moved the dates up. Because mm-hmm. in the original, the, the prequels happened in the 50s, and then modern day happens in the 80s. This one mm-hmm. is 80s to the childhood, modern day is now. So I, I don't think in the 80s anybody was going around yelling the N-word. True. Um... But also, like, they made his father the... Uh, they made Henry Bauer's father the cop instead of just a farmer. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that, that made Henry's character actually better. Because, like, in the in the book and in, like, the miniseries, he's just, like, a farmer. Like, he's nothing, like, super terrifying. Yeah. But the idea of, like, how fucked up his dad is, like, when you see his dad shooting at his feet. Oh, God, yeah. But... The idea of it being a cop, like your dad's the cop in this small town, it it takes it to like another level where like, yeah, Henry's supposed to be this absolutely fucking insane human being Mm -hmm. because of probably start getting beat around by his dad when he was eight. Mm -hmm. Um, But it takes it to like another level of not just, oh, like your dad's abusive. Your dad is not just... The power in your life and your family, it is the power of the town. Yeah. And that that's what makes it really good. And they the guy they got, you don't see Hawkstetter. Uh, he was the one that kind of looked like baby Kylo Ren. Mm, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I've like tried to, oh, like, to describe him a few times, and that phrase always works. <laughs> they used to have like, the, the larger nose and the black hair. Mm, mm-hmm. He's not in the first one at all. He's in the books more. And fuck. In the books, this character that's in it for maybe like ten chapters uh, suffocated his eight-year-old brother and kills animals and keeps them in the fridge. Which you actually saw in the uh, 90s one. Remember he gets pulled into the fridge? Mm-hmm. But yeah, he his whole thing is he kills... Animals and then stores them in the fridge. Creepy. Yeah, that's Hawk Center in the book. Way no. fucking creepy. No, thank creep. you. <laughs> uh, but of course, like Bowers is supposed to be the the human embodiment, which eventually Pennywise kind of comes back to embody. Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes it. That's one of the things I think I didn't like as much. Mm-hmm. About it is I feel like, and I'm, I think we're gonna get it more in chapter two. But I, I didn't like the fact that we didn't get to see a lot of the people being controlled by Pennywise, because mm-hmm. that to me is the creepy. Mm-hmm. The idea that like this evil, and I'm, I do know that they are starting off chapter two with like a really uh, big death. So, before the, the little girl is kidnapped in the town, um, a bunch of homophobic assholes go, pretty much go out, and they find these two gay guys, and they beat one to death. And okay. throw him off a bridge. And it, it goes out to the idea, like, dairy is always plagued by evil, and mm-hmm. it will always infect people. And this 
guy gets thrown off a bridge and as his boyfriend goes to like save him or see if he's okay he sees this clown lift him up and take a bite out of him oh god um so in the trailer this will now make sense there's a shot of the bridge and all of the balloons coming out from underneath the bridge Mm -hmm. that's the bridge where he gets killed Mm. and i I read something they're like we are gonna put in that death and i was like that's gonna be tough for some people to watch because even nowadays like you know, we, we still were finishing up Pride Month, but yeah. Pride Month hasn't been as as great as it has been in the past. There's a lot more hate. There's a, yeah, there's a lot more hate and hostility. Yeah. That was our job to, to always make sure that everybody's a safe place. That was one of the reasons we came up with this podcast, to have people, have women and everybody be able to talk freely mm-hmm. about this but I'm, I'm happy they're putting that in there because i feel like that's one of the things that you kind of missed i mean you the only real scene you got it was with henry mm-hmm. and his dad i don't know why but for some odd reason that scene always makes me like think of you how so because it's what <laughs> it's like the, all the little kids and the teacher not because I think you're going to stab your dad in the neck with a knife. It's the kids and the teachers, and then eventually Pennywise coming out, and I'm always like, Oh, yeah. I wonder if Ash would ever allow me, like, if you ever had a classroom. Like, around Halloween, would you just teach your kids really creepy fucking songs, or just be like... Yeah. I would. Just to see what the fuck would happen. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I, I'm like, oh, look! A creepy teacher in front of a bunch of creepy children. No, I would Ash. just I would just teach my children to go, okay, so when you see, like, when you're walking around and you're trick-or-treating and you want to scare somebody, just go, la, 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 la. We used to do that at the Tower of Terror and we would sit in the back. Yep. <laughs> I'd sit in the back of the room and we would sing that. And people would get so freaked out. So they'd be like, where the fuck is that singing coming from? I think there was, like, one or two times where, like, cast members saw we did it. They were always so cool. They were always like, yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm curious to see how they deal with Pennywise in Chapter 2. Okay. Because the giant spider form. Yeah, that was a little bit terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, and with how good the CG is now. And the creatures have been, yeah. Because that's why I thought was really interesting about the creature or, um, I, I will, like, it's referred to as the Dying Lights, it's referred to Pennywise, Bob Gray, but at the very, very end, you find out it's a girl. Because remember, it lays eggs. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I find it really interesting that this creature never particularly takes female form to scare people. Well, even though it's biologically female. Does in uh, in the miniseries and in chapter two. Well, it takes place with the old woman. Yeah, I think it's about the only time I actually have a list <laughs> of all of its. Oh my god! Okay, so I printed this out and I hadn't actually looked. 
at how many there are. There. You have like three pages full of forms here. Okay. Okay. So I'm actually going to go through all of its forms. Okay. And um, we're going to decide on what's the creepiest. All right. And uh, you guys can comment on our Facebook and tell us which form you find the creepiest. All right. Let's do this. All right. So we have, it assumes 24 forms in the novels. Okay. So Pennywise the Dancing Clown, baggy silver suit with red pom-poms and a ruffled collar, the white face, the bald head, and like the red hair on either side. The mouth has a red clown smile, wears large, he wears large white gloves and is usually carrying a bunch of balloons. Hmm. Stephen King based his appearance on Ronald McDonald, Bozo, Clarabelle, and John Wayne Gacy. Oh, God. No wonder he looked familiar. Uh, yeah, they went for a Gacy look. And the 1990s one, it's a little bit more covered with orange pom-poms, blue sleeve, and a yellow body. Mm-hmm. And the 2017, it returns to having the silver suit, the more of Italian opera style, the orange hair. Oh, I didn't realize this. Yeah, his hair's orange, not red. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it took me so long to, like, have that in my head. Uh, he also has the two long lines. His nose isn't fake, but it's painted red. Mm-hmm. So they took it in kind of a different direction for that. But I think that's... I, I actually... Okay, so... Between the two Pennywises. Mm-hmm. So we'll start this off with the two Pennywises. Yeah. Which one scared you more? I think Bill. I gotta go with Bill, too. Because just the makeup alone and just... Just the way he played it, like, just... There's that underlying sense of maliciousness... Yeah. ...that I think Bill Skarsgård had, that I think Tim Curry, when he was trying to be funny, was still trying to be funny. He was still sweet. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anything particularly, like, terrifying about Tim Curry's clown when he wasn't being scary. Right, and the colors, too. Like, it was... Like, it's it was, so bright. Yeah, it was very bright and cheerful... Whereas in the 2019 version, the colors were very muted, very dark. Yeah. Like, it just, his his was more creepier. Plus the way he just portrayed it, like, oh my god. Yeah. And, I mean, having looked up what Bill Skarsgård actually looks like outside of Pennywise makeup, yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah, and then, all of the Skarsgårds, I want them all. <laughs> and then, hey, you gotta share. Alright, fine. I'll share, I'll share. <laughs> um... And then having, you know, seeing him in the Pennywise makeup, I'm just like, ah, fear boner. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so those are those ones. Now it's going to go through its 23 other looks oh, God. in the book. All right, here we go. Okay, so we got Georgie. Okay. Uh, dear God, I will say that scene with Georgie with Bill in the... No, not when it rips off its hand. It's, it's when Georgie goes down to the cellar. Mm-hmm. And it's when uh, he's like, you'll fall through, you'll fall through. I like the water oh, yeah. coming out of his mouth. Yeah. I'll admit that that scene gave me, like, and then uh, Pennywise runs up. I'll admit that was one of the first scenes, like, watching the film where I was just like, nope. Then <laughs> <laughs> um, you get Dorsey, who is Eddie's brother. And this is kind of an interesting thing you don't, I didn't really mention, but uh, Eddie's brother is murdered by his abusive father. 
Hmm. Or step ladder for climbing a ladder. All right, now we get into kind of the cool thing that they do a little bit in the miniseries, but they do in the book. Okay. All the Universal Monsters. Oh, yeah, I remember that. All of the Universal Monsters are in it. So, uh, Eddie sees the creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, They see Betsy Ribson, who's one of the girls. Uh, A giant bird resembling the combination of a crow that attacks Mike as a baby. And Rodon, a giant creature featured in actually the new Godzilla film, too. So there's that. Just look at me like, all right, that sounds fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, the werewolf from I Was a Teenage Werewolf. Mm-hmm. Which is really funny because that's... That's what Richie sees. And Richie later on becomes Oz and Buffy! Ow! Ow! Yeah, how does, how does that feel? Seth, you went from being scared of werewolves to being one. <laughs> uh, uh, the leopard-diseased vagrant, which comes to Eddie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the one that you see, like, cause you see it in the miniseries, it wasn't particularly scary, mm-hmm. but the one in the new one, yeah, the leper, that makeup, oh, and guess who the play creature was? Uh, let me guess, our favorite, uh, creep, one of our favorite creepy gentlemen's, uh, it, Javier Botet? It was Javier Botet! <laughs> yes, very happy for it to be Javier Botet. I was like, of course you are. You're creepy and terrifying looking. Of course. Which one? Javier Doug. Javier Doug. It's one of you two. Um, he then sees the mummy. Mm-hmm. They see the crawling eye. Uh, Alvin Marsh, Beverly's abusive father, comes in. Uh, oh, we were talking about Patrick Hochstetter earlier. Mm-hmm. A swarm of winged leeches actually kill him. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. A school of piranhas come in with Eddie. Uh, Bruce from Jaws. Okay. Like the fact they called him Bruce. Mm-hmm. This is his proper name, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Dracula. There you go. Uh, a Paul Bunyan statue. <laughs> All right. Tony Tracker, the manager of a trucking depot. All right. uh, Greta Bowie, which is another person that dies, that's killed. Patrick Hofstetter's decomposing body. <laughs> Regina Belch, a decomposing corpse. Frankenstein's monster. Okay, so this is briefly featured in the miniseries. Okay. But this was one of the weirdest fucking ones that I read when I read the book, and it stuck with me. So it's a Doberman picture that appears to Henry Bowers in a Juniper Hills mental institution. Yep, I remember that one. It turns into an eight-foot-tall version of it. In the book, it turns into an eight-foot-tall Doberman picture. In the movie, it's a Rottweiler. Oh, okay. But the issue was, is growing up, my grandmother had a mini pincher. Uh-huh. <laughs> the thing was, like, the size of my fist. And I remember reading the book and looking at Pixie and being like, what would you do if you were eight feet tall? <laughs> you would lick everything. <laughs> um, a, The ghost moon that convinces Bowers to do all the work. You see mm-hmm. why isn't it? 
Uh, Vic Cross. I don't know who that is. The head of Stan Uris. Who's the head? <laughs> uh, Mrs. Kirch, or the witch from Hansel and Gretel. I mm-hmm. was seeing the trailer. Decomposing children's corpses. I like how that's that's a one thing. Yep, just, just a group of... Decomposing children's corpses. Uh, Belch in a zombie form. The deadlights. Yep. Which you see, which is the closest form it can be explained to. And the giant spider. No, thanks. And uh, then we actually had a few interesting ones that were only for the 2017 version. Hmm. So the headless child that Ben sees while walking down when he sees the uh, Easter eggs from the Easter egg massacre. Mm-hmm. Uh, the woman in the painting. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the woman in the painting. The woman in the painting I liked. It just reminded me of so many other things I've seen recently with mm-hmm. that look. Yeah. It was kind of Mama meets the Nun meets yeah. the Conjuring, and I was kind of like, all right. Eh, you could have done something a little bit more interesting. Uh, the charred hands that you see for Mike mm-hmm. weren't in the book. Uh, Eddie Craftsman, you don't see him. Like, he never turns into it. Um, the infected leper was a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So, those were all of its forms. <laughs> Literally. Um, tell us which one scared you most. Which one creeped you out the most, Ash? What do you mean? Of its forms, other than Pennywise. Um, I would probably have to say... It's between the plague monster, the burn zomb- the burn zombies in the cellar. Oh yeah, and the spider. For the original, I definitely have to go with the leopard. Um, my favorite, actually, for like the new one, was that burnt kid mm-hmm. when Ben was going down, like following those. There is something just so fucking creepy about, like, a headless body moving and, like, pieces were falling off. Yeah, that was pretty creepy looking. And it was jerking and <laughs> yeah. it was running and it was being like, hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm scared now. I don't like this. <laughs> um, but yeah, those, that's pretty much my rundown. <laughs> and it's funny, you know, like, earlier we were talking about the differences between both Bill and, um... Tim doing yes. their their versions of Pennywise. Yeah. Um, so it's time for a random fact of randomness. Woo! The first oh. one of season two. Oh, it's so special. I'm guessing like this. I, I'm so excited for your random facts for this episode. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot for all of like it. Yep. So in the 1990 version on the DVD commentary. Mm-hmm. The actors note that Tim Curry's characterization of Pennywise the Clown was so creepy that they avoided him during filming. Really? Damn. Yeah. Um, an example of that would was um, in the first Pennywise and Georgie scene, Tim Curry was so in character that Tony Dakota, the kid who plays Georgie, remarked, Tim, you're scaring me. And Tim's response was, gee, I'm sorry, but that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And you're supposed to be scared. Fucker. This is very different from the way that Bill was with, um, how Bill acted with his co-star. He was cracking jokes and he made it fun for for his Georgie. 
Oh, Georgie also, like, in the newer one, I think, was a lot younger. Yeah, but, like, the fact that Tim was like, no, this is how I'm supposed to act and you're supposed to be scared. Be scared, small child. Be scared. And I I would probably avoid Tim Curry at that point, too. Tim Curry (laughs) was very in character. If Tim Curry is a character actor, I would have loved to have been on the set of Rocky Horror Picture Show, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then also, um, to research, Bill, to do um, research, also, I just realized we've been saying 2019, it came out in 2017. Oh, whatever. <laughs> the This new one comes out in 2019, but that's okay. We're, we're yeah. just saying 2019. All films come out in 2019. The podcast comes out in 2019. There was nothing before us. <laughs> Um, so in the new version, Bill decided, Bill did his research on the Psycho universe okay. to find his own way to perform as Pennywise. He got his inspirations from the following movies. The Shinning. Okay, I can see that. The, the Jack Nicholson smile, definitely. A Clockwork Orange. My lovely fear boner in that film. <laughs> Malcolm McDowell. The Dark Knight. Yeah. And The Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> can't do that. I'm trying to do the like. like I sound, yeah, no, I can't do it either. I I end up just sounding like a, a beaver. Although, so speaking of that noise, so this is like side note tangent. Um, I can't remember what they were talking about, but I was in, um, I was in the teachers' lounge eating my lunch or whatever, and two of the teachers were talking about, like, a recipe that one of them had made. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, yeah, I, I did this, this, and this, and this, and I had, uh, I added fava, be- fava beans. <laughs> and I literally, like, off to the side, like, I'm in the corner reading my book, eating my, eating my lunch, minding my own business, but, like, hearing their conversation, and I go, to my, just to myself, and then I, like, lightly chuckled because the fact that I, like, that literally just said, like, that I did that. Like, they probably had no idea. They ha- they didn't they hear don't me. Need to know. They don't need to know. But the fact that I did that, I was just like, oh my god, I can't believe they just said fava beans, and that was my reaction. I've changed you. I've <laughs> made you into one of me. No, when I was a kid, I, I loved, I loved Sons of the Lamb, but that sound creeped me out so bad. Mm-hmm. My dad used to come up behind me and make that sound. I would jump to this day. <laughs> like, if you come behind me and make that sound, I'm either going to jump or punch you in the face. All right, good to know. Not to make that, that noise behind your back. Also, it's Keontae. And a nice Keontae. Oh, because he says Keontae. It's Keontae! Yeah. It's the only scene in that film that makes me twitch. <laughs> my, um, so my band, Gallows Humor, does a song say, um, that's, Don't judge me because I eat people. I'm down. And we have a bit where we talk about one of the people that we've eaten, and we enjoy him the way Hannah Lecter enjoyed the the guy oh, with nice. the fava beans and the nice Chianti. So I'm now going to, because we say, because in the song, that's how he pronounces it. So I'm like, no, Matt, it's not Chianti, it's Chianti. Get it right. Get it right, Matt. <laughs> or else Pam's going to run up and, like, stab you in the shin and be like, Chianti! <laughs> um, so yeah, it's very, like, it's interesting how the characters, like, it's it's cool because, like, as you say them, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can you can pull mm-hmm. the pieces from all those characters. Yeah, and when I found, like, when I looked this up, you know, like, I figured we'd watch, or, like, we wa- I came over here to watch the movie, you guys went to bed because you were tired, and 
I still kind of felt like I'm still pretty much awake. I'm gonna sit here and like you know write out oh, my you notes. Scared? No, I was not scared. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe a little. <laughs> maybe a little. But I remember because I went to go turn off the hallway light that night. And you're like, you can leave that on. <laughs> I was like, got it. Can do. Um, and uh, so like I was sitting there doing my notes, and then when I read that um that trivia fact, uh-huh. I was like, oh yeah, I could totally see those All in his performance. Characters. Yeah, it, that's that's really cool to see like the different like oh, and that seeing him. Bill, how he's pulling in this and this. Um, like, I definitely think, like, not so much, like, with any particular scene, but the, the giddiness of the Joker is definitely, I think, a part of, like, his mm-hmm. Pennywise. That's very, very prominent. Yeah. That I like. And, I, I mean, overall, I think Bill's was probably my favorite Pennywise. I really liked Tim Curry's. I, I feel like he could have... My issue is I just think Bill Skarsgård with the makeup and prosthetics, it's more terrifying. Bill Skarsgård's already worked in horror. Mm-hmm. Um, like, after this, he actually did Castle Rock, which is, oh, so good. I'm only my, my Hulu. No, I have it. Hulu now, because Spotify gave me Hulu. <gasps> then watch Castle Rock! It's I will. So Chris good. and I want to watch it together, so I'm, I'm waiting till we're both like, okay, let's watch it now. It's so fucking good. I love Castle Rock. Like, he was in a show called Hemlock Grove. And it's, it's not, it's, it's, like, supernatural teenage drama. Okay. Uh, but there is, there's, there's some murders in there. There are some very fucked up things in there. Still. So I feel like he was a little bit more used to horror. Okay. Where Curry came from a little bit more of a comedic, dramatic background. Okay. And I'm I'm not saying Tim Curry can't do horror because like he's he's done so much. But uh, no, like I could see I could see where you're going with that. Like Yeah, he's like Skarsgard's been doing horror stuff for so long, so I feel like he has a much greater feel for kind of nuanced is. And I think it's weird to say with Pennywise because so much of his actions are so big. But I feel like it's when he just, it, the scenes of him just looking at Georgie during that conversation. Yeah, just, I mean, the, the way he looks and the way he talks to him, you're just kind of, it, it gives you that, like... There's never a scene, I think, that you see Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise that those little baby hairs on the back of your neck I was talking about earlier aren't up. Yeah. It's legitimately like, nope, you are bad. Mm-hmm. Just the way he the way he uses his eyes, the way he stands, it's so predatory. That's a good way to put mm-hmm. it. Like that is a starving predator at all times. Yeah, and you get that in every moment, and that's what I think makes Bill Skarsgård's just. <sighs> <sighs> Sorry, you you guys, you, you missed it, but she Carl did that. That list by the hands. <laughs> At some point, I was going to do a Frankenfurter thing this yep. episode. Just seven days and six non-nights. <laughs> On to the next fact. Let's just... Yep. Um, yeah, another fact of... So this one doesn't... This isn't really necessarily about, like, the differences between the two Pennywises. Ooh, I don't care. I like all but, your random yeah. facts. So this is about the movie... The 
20, um, the 2017, 2019, whatever, whenever this film came out. The new version, chapter one. Yes. So, this is, um, more of a fact about when chapter one first came out. Okay. When the film was released in Germany, Mm -hmm. um, it was on the bizarre heels of controversy in Russia concerning the Ronald McDonald's Pennywise, uh, Ronald McDonald Pennywise complaint. The what? (laughs) Right? I'm like... And you looked at me like I... Of course, Pamela, you know about the Russian topic of the Ronald McDonald Pennywise complaint, as everyone does. Who likes some spotted dick? Because I've somehow made myself British. Um, <laughs> Burger King Deutschland took it upon themselves to tease their rival of McDonald's by giving an impromptu message at the end of the film that reads, The moral is, never trust a clown. Wow, Burger King, you savage! Which is accompanied by the Burger King logo. The audience were left bewildered and amused, and it was a joke that the film became the longest Burger King ad ever. Burger King, you savage! Damn. Yeah, so this film was not allowed in Germany because of that. Dear God. Burger King, why you gotta go ruining it for a bunch of people? (laughs) Still, it's a good burn. And, uh, yeah, so those are my, like, those are my random facts of randomness. Okay, okay, uh, okay, uh, so yeah, we, let's go through this, let's do the, uh, 90s version and the modern one. Uh, of course, we'll always do our one through five rating, and mm-hmm. we are keeping for season two our badass bitch moment, because we like to show up those moments where women are just, fuck yes. Um, so let's go for 1990s. What is your rating and your bad bitch moment? <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. I'm, my bad bitch moment uh, in the 1990s version was definitely um, I had two. Okay. So my first one was when Little Bev um, shot it with the with the slingshot, like the yeah. first, just because they're like she's like she wasn't sure if she could do it, and the guys are like, "You can fucking do it. You yeah. can do it." And she hits him right then and there, right in the eye. It was so good. Um, and then the other one was Adult Bev telling her abusive significant other. I wasn't sure if he was her husband or her boyfriend, fiancé. I think fiance. it's her fiancé. Okay, so they hadn't gotten married yet. So I just, I, her SO. Um, to basically, or to go fuck yourself. Because he was like, you can't leave, blah, 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 blah. Like, he was trying to be abusive and, like, saying, no, you have to fucking stay. You can't leave. You're, you're mine. I won't allow you to leave. And she literally just, go fuck yourself, shuts the, the suitcase and goes. I was just like, Yes. Well, no, she pushes him. Yeah, like, the, she, she literally... knocks his ass out. Yeah. That was good. Get it, Bev. Um, and then I will give this rating a 2.5. Ooh, that's a, that's a low start. Um, because, just because it was very dated. Okay, that's valid. Yeah, it was very, it was enjoyable, but it was very dated, because it was made in the 1990s, but, you know. So, like, the effects and stuff were a little, like... Uh, uh, like a little cringy, but again, it's the 1990s, it was dated. So that's why it gets the 2.5, because it was very dated. Alright, that's valid. Um, I'm gonna give it a 3. Okay. A little bit higher, because I love, I love my, my retro trash. Um, my bad bitch moments. Um, I gotta go with Bev leaving her husband. Yeah. That felt so fucking good. Um, and my other one is, I think realizing it's not so much like a bad bitch but like I love it so much is it her realizing it was Ben the whole time Mm -hmm. 
And the look of, like, I'm an idiot on her face. Mm, mm-hmm. For, like, holding this candle for Richie and also how quickly she's, like, okay, I'm not in love with Richie. I'm in love with the person who wrote this. No, it's not Richie. It's... Not Richie. Bill. Bill. I don't know why. I just... Because it's Seth Green. Like, I know. We we love Richie. We want to We want to date Richie. It's fine. <laughs> we just want to date Richie. It's cool. Uh, but it's it's not like I was in love with this person and that's who I'm in love with. It doesn't matter who it was. Yeah. And then also at the end, her, her once again firing the stone into its belly. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so fucking curious how the hell they're going to finish this. The second, the, me too. I'm like, I'm, I, we haven't, there's been nothing about how to hurt it. Mm-hmm. They they kind of hurt it by like stabbing it, and they use the flare and kind of beat it up. But we don't. But we don't know exactly how to kill it yet. Yeah. So I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious how they're gonna do it. All right. Uh, so Ash, your 2017 version of it, chapter one. Um, I'm gonna give it a four point five. Ooh, high score, high score. Mm-hmm. I really, I thoroughly enjoyed this version. Um, the effects were really good because, you know, like, yes, there was CG effects because we're in, you know, the 2000s, there's always going to be CG, but it wasn't all CG. There was a lot of practical effects, too, and I just found, I just found the, like, mesh between those two just so beautiful. It's really, the the effects and the horror in this one were... Very magnifique. I really enjoyed it too. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm getting it, uh, giving it a four point five. I really enjoyed watching um, and, and this, this one's definitely a little harder to do because Bev doesn't get as much. But what's your badass bitch moment? Um, for this one, it's Bev standing up to her dad and stabbing Pennywise. Yeah. Um, you know she stabs him with the little silver thing. Um. But no, she runs the pole through his fucking head. Oh, that's right. It's the pole through the head. Um, I'm like, it's not. See, but I think that's that's such a hard thing. Is I feel like I focus on like the negative aspects of Bev mm-hmm. in this one, and you do forget she is still fucking powerful. Yeah, like I mean, especially in that scene when she does, she stands up to her dad. Like he at one point, I can't remember like what the scene is, but. Like, what he says to her can he make He finds her... the, the postcard with the love poem on it. Oh, that's right. He finds and uh, he's Ben's like, postcard. You're still my little girl. You're still my little girl. And she, like, hits him and says, like, I've never been yours. Runs in the bathroom. He comes in looking for her. And then she hits him over the head at the top of the toilet. Yeah. But, yeah, that scene where she stood up to her dad, I was just like, yes. Finally. Get <laughs> Down, bitch, down! <laughs> what about you, Ella? Um, I'm gonna give them a four. Okay. So it's a full step up. Um, I I just loved it. I thought it was good. I thought it was powerful. I thought it did really, really well for, like, what it was supposed to be. It has its issues, and I know, like, we didn't talk about, like, all of my favorite things about it, but, like, I did want to bring up the problematic things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, it did have great representation. Um, the character of Bill was so well done. So well acted. Mm-hmm. You, you fucking felt for that kid so hard. You felt for Ben. You felt for Richie. Um, not so much for Stan. 
Not really hate, because I was yeah. like, oh, we're going to make him Jewish. That's cool. Never mind. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with my bad bitch. Um, Bev is both her walking into the house. Okay. And just where everybody else was, like, scared. Oh, yeah. She's just like, no, we're, we're yeah. going. Let's go. And uh, her slamming the pole through it. I will say my sad bitch moment in this film is when she shows up at the lake and she jumps in and there's a shot of her tanning and all the boys staring at her. Yeah. That was my sad bitch moment (laughs) of this film of being like, can we not just have a bunch of adolescent teens googling a girl? Yeah. We could have done without that scene. I agree. Well, I feel like that might have been their way of alluding to the the orgy scene, maybe? Maybe. I could, maybe. Like, saying, we're not gonna, we can't obviously put this scene in there, but, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to validate the scene, but, like, I could kind of see that. Where they're alluding to the sexual attraction between all the characters. Yeah. Alright, I can... I can get along with that. I can get along with that. What are you doing? Oh, I'm looking at what comes next. Thunderman. Thank you. Uh, I can I can get along because with that. I have it on my. I literally have it and then Slenderman on my notes. Perfect. You're wonderful. Um, so this has been our first episode. I'm so happy we got to do it. I think we're gonna be pulling a lot of like double duty <laughs> movie <laughs> scenes. Mm-hmm. This, this season, I think we're going to try and get in a bunch of, of kings. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see where that goes with it. Uh, next week, we're going to have our very first creepypasta. Ooh, we're stirring things up a bit. We are. Um, I'm sure if you guys haven't seen um, on our Facebook, but we will. while we will still be doing movies, mm-hmm. we're going to be breaking it up a little bit. So we'll be doing one movie, creepypasta, a movie, and then a monster of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of, it's going to give us a little bit more to talk about, a little bit more for you to learn from us. Yeah. And I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited for like the new things that we're adding to the podcast. Cause for me, I like, I enjoy reading horror a lot more than I do watching it. Oh, you're going to love these creepypastas. So I'm excited about the creepypastas and you know, I, I do love my monsters and I, I know a few things about monsters, but Ella being the lovely cryptozoologist that she is. And it would be my dream career. Um, I am excited to learn things about monsters that I've never learned before, so. I I will be here for all of your monster knowledge. (laughs) Um, but, Ash, what's our first creepypasta? Our first creepypasta of season two is Slenderman. Slenderman! Super excited to do this one. Um, Slendy's been a long time interest of mine, back to scaring the piss out of me about seven years ago <laughs> when he first came out, and I watched something and slept with every single light on in the house. I I would too if uh, if I saw something with Slenderman in it. Yeah, it was um, one of the first like Slenderman experience I had in watching <laughs> something. It was fucking terrifying. And um, so, little fun fact about me. Yeah. Uh, random fact, or random facts of randomness about Ash. Um, I did mention earlier in this podcast uh, that I have a band. Yes. 
and I think I've mentioned a couple times in season one, but my band also wrote a song about Slenderman. Oh, well, we'll definitely have to discuss that mm-hmm. next week. Yep. We'll add a, add a little link to the song. We'll add it on all of our social medias, which you can follow us on, which are Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, please send me ravens. I don't really care if there are notes on them. I just want to start collecting ravens. All right. You can collect ravens. I'll collect owls. That's fine. Okay, so send her, send Ella ravens and send me owls. Um, and as always, good, bad, we're the girls with the mic. See y'all next week. <laughs>